Hello, my name is Dr. Mukesh C. Chauhan. Today's podcast is about In God We Trust. In God We Trust. Texas government in USA has passed a bill in which schools will have to display a prominent sign in place in all schools to the effect that In God We Trust. Texas government has passed a bill to that effect. In fact, Texas has stated that they had adopted that in American Constitution in 1956. American forefathers had played a key role in American independence, had first used these famous words, particularly Benjamin Franklin in the 17th century. Franklin was a noted scientist and a politician who had spent considerable time in London. He was instrumental in developing the American dollar bill with pyramid at the back of the dollar maze as well as the words in God we trust. He was also a printer. So, he'd also drawn the incomplete, the eye of the pyramid. Science doesn't know and Americans don't know what it means or what it stands for. And this Franklin had drawn at the back of the dollar bills. So, one other thing which, which is very important was and the Constitution, the like, to keep the uh, church and the state separate. And uh, to this end, there have been numerous cases, particularly in American Supreme Court in 1987 of Edwards versus Aquilad, and then the Dover Court case of 2005 with Judge Jones III about preventing the introduction of supernatural agent or power with the concept of intelligent design in the science classrooms. Well, it was obvious that the American founding fathers, they were deeply spiritual people and had united the country and with some beautiful words and sentiments. Now, this was the concept of In God We Trust was right at the heart of the American Founding Fathers. But this has been challenged by the American Supreme Court and Doe Court case, which has refused to allow the concept of creator and creationism to be taught, which resulted in an epic trial in the Doe Court case. Now, how many people know the difference between creator versus God? How many people have seen creator? I can tell you, nobody probably. And how many people have seen God? There have been few, quite a few who have seen God. So what is the difference between the two? I'm revealing the entire mystery. With my epic journey, we started from London and took me 14 years to find Creator. And then I also met God thereafter. In my 18th journey, I wrote about that. Only someone who has met God can describe God. What are God's attributes give proof of existence of God? What about Creator? I searched for Creator as I was fed up of all the false gods and goddesses which are worshipped in temples, scriptures, mantras and festivals. I noticed in my journey in search I went progressively downhill when I went to help a noble cause to make a temple for a priestess abroad in Mauritius. I was doing all the right things and yet my life deteriorated. Then I did a nervous, caught in a vicious web of deceit and conspiracy. 
That is why it's very difficult to know what's in the mind of a second person. Until and unless one tests or sees evidence to the contrary, it's blind folly to trust people even if they are priests or priestess of any religious or denomination. To see God requires basic knowledge of quantum physics and science. Without this knowledge, people will not recognize God even if they see God. First, they will not see God because it requires higher vibrations of energy to be active in human consciousness. Problem is people don't know what is human consciousness. Despite brain scientists doing some beautiful scientific uh, research to understand human brain as a coherent function unit, modern scientists do not accept the existence of God or Creator. Science relies on proof, experiments and observations to validate their theories one way or the other. Interested readers can refer to my podcast, MC Voice of Creating God Consciousness, in which I am revealing many divine secrets about Creator versus role of God, MC Theory and Intelligent Design. Many videos are also available on my YouTube channel. I am revealing how what God looks like. I have also written books about it. All human beings will need to open their third eye to see God. Otherwise, they won't see God. I'm also revealing the beauty of seventh eye, with which you can see the Creator. Now, evolution is being taught in American schools routinely and has been accepted as a norm. Uh, this was Darwin's, Charles Darwin's theory of origin of species in 1859 in London, which heralded the onset of evolution. But with evolution, there's no designer. Everything occurs by natural selection over a period of time. Well, I have now come out with a new theory, MC theory of everything, in which I'm revealing the intelligent designer. There is an intelligent designer which is completely scientific, who has made the DNA code. How does epigenetics work? All this was not available to Darwin when he did his work in Galapagos Island with the finches. Despite 60,000 specimens, which are housed in University College London and the Ground Blue Museum, in those days, those advanced knowledge was not available. With my intelligent design, I'm bringing the concept of three trees of line, the fastest standard particle model, and again I've come out with a new standard, amended standard model in physics to explain all the particles which are present in the universe. Compared that with the Darwin's Darwinian tree, of branching tree of species. What Darwin didn't know was who was the last common denominator. And the third tree was the religious tree. And this is completely separate, which I'm revealing as well. Both the Supreme Court and America, uh, Doe Court cases can be set aside. The Kitz Miller versus Doe case <coughs> can be set aside with my new MC theory of everything so that. The concept of intelligent design can be taught to American science students and it has nothing to do with religion. Religion cannot prove the existence of God. To faith, have faith in God is a good thing. Science can help, but science can't do it if they are not being allowed to talk the highest scientific quantum knowledge of creator's intelligent design, which is what I've discovered. Otherwise, what happens is blind faith will prevail and that is dangerous as we also recently knew of what happened to Salman Rashid, who was knifed by a Muslim fanatic, but objected to his work on satanic, uh, uh, satanic worships. Uh, and when some Ayatollah in Iran had proclaimed 
Rashti to be killed for insulting Quran and Prophet Muhammad. Well, this sort of thing is disgraceful. Every life is precious. Nobody's right to take anybody else's life. And this fanaticism cannot and must not be allowed as freedom of thought and freedom of speech are fundamental rights which are to be maintained. And this allows the growth of human mind and students and allows greater functioning and creativity of human mind and brain to work in tandem and brings out greater discoveries which benefit all humanity. This is part of the quantum free will which Creator has made, which is enshrined in human consciousness, which religion curtails with the blind dogmatic views. The origin of life is beautifully controlled, uh, and God's knowledge is also beautifully controlled, and Creator's knowledge is even more deeply controlled, and reveals some of the finest secrets about Creator and God, hitherto unknown so far, and I've written numerous books on those subjects as well. How a human cell functions is a beautiful example of intelligent design. Scientists, let's be honest, can't even make a single cell yet. So, despite their valiant efforts, they're still nowhere near it. They can't even they don't even know how a single atom functions so smoothly that the electrons, how are they kept in their orbits? If there's any mass, less mass of electrons, it would mean collapse of the electron inside the nucleus of atom. Or if there's any more mass, would mean electrons would fly out. Who controls this? So that the atoms are maintained. There's deeper intelligent design, which maintains everything in balance in our life, on Earth, in the universe. And I'm revealing all that with my new MC theory of consciousness in which I'm revealing what Darwin didn't know, which was who was the last common denominator, the Luca, last universal common ancestor or denominator. Where did all life begin? And this is part of the beautiful intelligent design, which is my discovery. Despite scientists doing some beautiful theories on start model, string theory, superstring, M theory, now it's MC theory, which is that unites everything small and large of the universe and the scientific proof of that. So there is theory as well as practical proof of that, and it can be tested by scientists, academic research institute, or philosophers. Thank you. Hello, my name is Dr. Mukeshi Chan. Today's presentation uh, is on consciousness, Bigelow consciousness essay. Now, Bigelow, Robert Bigelow, is a aeronautical scientist in Nevada, USA, and uh, his interest is in the subject of consciousness if it survives death. And to that extent, he had put forward a competition and a prize money for interested uh, uh, scientists or philosophers or academics to submit their essays. The judges were selected, a variety of them who judge on the issue, and Bigelow had no say in that at all. Now, first, and first thing to say is highly commendable of Robert Bigelow to even think about such a noble uh, essay competition and award prize money for the worthy winners. Now, I've actually read some of the essays and I'd also applied for it. And I have some very pertinent questions to ask. 
I have made three important discoveries in my life. The first discovery I made was creator of a universe. I had searched for creator for 14 years of my life and I had found the creator after 14 years of search. Painful, difficult, monumental difficulties, mountainous difficulties. The hell I went through, but I never stopped because I knew I was on the right track. The second thing was I discovered God. I discovered God. And the third scientific discovery I made was the structure of human consciousness. Now, I have done these three beautiful discoveries and in that there are many more discoveries which I made. And the question which I asked the learned judges, and really it's not my intention to criticize any of the wonderful judges or the applicants who have written some wonderful essays, but I say to the learned judges that none of the applicants have hit the nail on the head. They haven't addressed the question of consciousness. They simply have not addressed the question. Now, if consciousness departs from human body at the time of death, then they need to know what it is that departs from human body. What is it that departs? That's elementary. That's elementary, my dear Watson. They need to know what it is that leaves human body. And not a single essay knows what leaves the human body. People talk about astral body and the projections and near death experiences and outer body experiences. All that are bits and pieces of information. But they don't have the substructure. They don't have the root cause of what happens at the time of death. Flat ECG and flat EEG is not the answer. That simply reveals that the human body and the energy stop functioning. Question is, is something behind that? Who controls that? Who is that? <coughs> Nobody, none of the judges have asked the most important question is who has made consciousness? Who has made consciousness? To me that's the most important thing about the entire essay. Remember Einstein? He had said if you have one hour to live, 55 minutes you spend on asking the right question and the rest is easy. So none of the judges had addressed this question because none of the essay writers have addressed this because they don't know the answer. They don't know who has made consciousness, I do. I'm revealing the finest secrets and detail of human consciousness. Empirical science does not know what is consciousness. They, they won't because they are approaching from a materialistic point of view. They think human neurons are conscious. Some say one neuron is not conscious, multiple neurons makes it conscious. They talk about emergent phenomena, it's like water and multiple drops of water all coming together to form liquid water. But you know, that is a word that is simply incorrect. Many don't even accept that there is a separate space inside human brain. Now, the problem with science is a third person perspective. I've discovered from the first-person perspective. Science doesn't know the very substratum of information of what they are searching for. Science relies on observation, measurements. And if they don't find measurements and they're going to validate their hypothesis, then they have to reject it. I approached it from the first person. I knew there was consciousness present inside human brain. I simply went on digging deep, deep, deep until I found that consciousness. And this was free of charge is present inside human brain and is hidden. It was my discovery in 2020, for which I was nominated for a Nobel Prize, that consciousness is made up of quantum code consciousness. There are different structure to it. 
the different layers or tiers to it. I've seen live electrons, neutrinos, quarks, the different generations, how they all stack up, how they all line up inside. I've seen the finest subatomic sub structure of human consciousness, which is immaterial. Any of the material scientists will never find it. Because the moment you do that, you are getting into cognition. You are not getting into consciousness. So consciousness has this structure, it is a function, and it also has a different structure in each life. Each life is different. This is coded inside. You know, it's like when we look at a web browser, there is a source code when you right-click on the mouse, that which is hidden, which people don't know about. Yet there is a source code which everybody accepts. Similarly, human body functions on quantum code consciousness, which is a source code of human life. And each life has a different code. And this is all tucked in, hidden. And it's protected by what I call black hole. Human consciousness is black hole. And that protects the information inside. Nobody can steal that information. You know what's happening with the hacking everywhere, in the laptops, computers, and all the evil work which human beings get up to nowadays. Creator had pre-planned this, knew that human beings get up to try and steal everything. Well, there's one thing which nobody can touch is inside of human consciousness, which has got black hole inside it. There's seven layers of it, and scientists don't know it. They're looking at the physical aspect of the outermost aspect. And I'm going in the deepest layer inside. Again, this is part of my scientific discovery of human consciousness. This was just a introductory video to help shed some more light where Bigelow's commendable essay competition but nevertheless scientists haven't addressed and answered that question. If you want to test my knowledge, put me on the podium. It's a one-day presentation I'll need when I will go from A to Z of all the finest details and nuances of human consciousness. And then you can ask me any questions you want and I can even take you on a practical journey. Practical journey to reveal how to see your own consciousness. It's so much depth of knowledge which I've learned and discovered in my epic journey, which is now stretching 30 years. So, my name is Dr. Mukesh C. Chauhan. If anybody's interested, do write to me on one asp.1mcc at the rate of gmail.com or contact me on my mobile or on my website, https.www.originalgodconsciousness.com. I've written a variety of books on consciousness and all the variety of topics which I have discovered. Thank you.